0: I guess, I don't know, I guess we should record something. Report, record something. I was just telling my son about the Jabberwocky. My older son, he's in sixth grade, and we're driving and it was very foggy, and I said, oh, it's like the mists of Avalon, and it occurred to me that that goes completely over a 12-year-old boy's head most often. I'm generalizing. There are 12-year-old boys that do know Miss of Avalon, damn it. And I recognize them and their representatives and their advocates. And I'm generalizing for the ease of my story. How fucking lazy. Does it turn anybody off when I generalize or is it just me? Is it just my own critical thinking? Because I edit to the point where I need to be talking to everybody. I need to be addressing everybody. I need not offend anybody. I really hate hurting people. That's why language is so fucking clumsy and annoying. Energy is so much easier. You can just look at something and go, nope. I have a lot of guy friends as opposed to female friends. I have two sons and a husband, two male dogs, one female dog. I don't know what the goldfish are, but they're not mine technically. They're my sons anyways. But I was telling my uh, 12-year-old male... Child, adolescent, preteen, who is amazing, and all those things that come with being a 12 year old boy right now. I think it's extremely confusing um, for a lot of reasons and always has been. I'll clarify I don't think life has gotten harder or easier on people. As a whole, I think we're all pretty good at balancing out how hard it is for everybody. It seems when one gets too easy, the rest goes sideways. When I start to really feel like I'm hitting on something, the dogs bark. You know? I'm running the bathtub. If I waited for the perfect moment, morning, I'd never have a podcast. I'd never release one. I would love to have the Howard Stern setup. You know, the round table and people coming in and cameras and all that shit. I'm down. Down. Of course I'm down. <laughs> it comes with a lot though. But there's people to hire for that. I just hired help in our house. I called my husband. I said, "I think I just hired Crystal." That's what we're calling her. <laughs> I asked my son. We've known her forever. He calls her his big sister. She's eighteen, and she, uh, he, I said, "What do we call her now? Do we call her our nanny?" And he said, "No, just Crystal." And I thought that was so cool. So she is. She's our healing stone. I needed help. I've never um, hired anyone before that wasn't like a. I've I, I've contracted with services, but I'm not their boss. Clearly. You know, like I've hired somebody to paint my house. The inside of my house. And even then, it was really not really me. Um, because I, I'm not on the paperwork. It wasn't my money. I was really a middleman by marriage. So this is this is big. It feels odd and empowered. And she's a friend. We haven't even decided what we're paying her yet. I just said, whatever you want, take it. Essentially, we don't have a lot compared to some people, but compared to others, I'm, we're fucking swimming in it. So um, we're just trying to figure out our little place. And uh, she was a, actually a previous, not a student of mine. I worked at a middle school and she went to the middle school and I worked with her in the capacity that I was working at the middle school. And at that time, I was hired to get deeply involved in kids' life should they need it. Essentially, if a a child was being suspended or missing a lot of class or anything really um, that the teacher, it was outside the teacher capacity to handle, it came to me and I could do anything from driving them home to meeting with them and their parents and it was all very overwhelming. (laughs) But that's uh, how we met and I hope she's okay with me disclosing that. She seems pretty open about it. I'll check with her before we post this, I promise-ish. I might not. I don't know. We never know with me, do we? But I feel like the people that get involved with me know that, don't they? There's a bit of a gamble here, in a way. Because I don't uh, follow a set of rules so much. Because I find every set of rules is written in the past, so it doesn't actually apply to where we are. A set of rules is essentially... The person, because they're always written by a person, they're never actually written by a God. I'm sorry to disappoint you, uh, but even the Bible talks about that. It's the person's got to do it. So, yay old mouthpiece is writing something, and by the time you see it, a bunch of other things have passed by, and that's his observation and the guidance given to them. And maybe they, they had guidance that said, give this to everyone. And maybe you have guidance that says, accept this as yours for now or permanently. I don't know. Or maybe you have guidance that says, fuck this. Like I have guidance. Somewhere around, fill out paperwork about your life and then we'll decide if you can be married or divorced. I left the Catholic church. It sucks. Um, I'm not very open about this because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I feel like their feelings are being hurt every day by this church. I was really shocked to watch people be emotionally abused by priests and nuns and really told that they're just terrible human beings. And some people would complain to each other, maybe to another church employee or authority. But the person always stayed in their position. And I don't know anything about sexual abuse. What I watched was stuff like people going into confession and being told they were terrible parents and that if they wanted their children to be with God, then they needed to quit their jobs and start having more babies. And if they're on birth control, they were like just horrific, right? And I am undecided on the health effects of birth control. But I don't believe we can invent anything that doesn't have an aspect of God in it. Because the only thing that is God, the only thing that is connected, the only thing that is anything is us, right? And if humans disappear, there's a lot that disappears with us. I think that's where it's really easy to start hating ourselves. There's a lot that we create. And it's astounding to realize just how much we've created. Well, you know, okay, so I'm supposed to be telling you that's my toddler's bath going. I just, that's why I fumbled because I got this prompt to let you know. I record my podcast on my iPhone, very low tech. It's actually extremely high tech, blows my mind every day. But extremely low tech, comparative to everyone else, since some 60% of the world has one now or something. I don't know. I just kind of threw that number out. But I was just reading something about how many people are on the internet. And how many wars it starts, literally. There are wars in countries we haven't really heard of as mainstream America. Or mainstream anywhere. I don't care where you're listening from. Most of these countries you ain't never heard of. We are highly educated as a country, and I am fucking sick of people talking shit about themselves. I run into highly educated people all the time. I just started watching uh, trash reality TV from other countries because I've run out of American reality TV that I'm interested in. Yeah, you want me to turn off the water? You want this off or on or more bottles. We need nothing. We want nothing. So I started watching Canadian reality TV. And I started watching British reality TV. And what I found out is our trashy people, our people of Walmart... Right? That category of people we're allowed to dehumanize and make fun of. Make calendars of them. It's really fucked up. I remind my son that it takes a certain amount of mental illness to be in a place where you are outstanding that much. And most of them, if you look, it doesn't look comfortable. It's not something where, you know, it's a medical need or anything like that. It's literally just not um, and it's not an attempt at looking great I'll say that it's not usually what I'm, ta- what I'm talking about here that people are making fun of that's real fucked up and all of it is making fun of anybody is fucked up but we all do it it's our way of uh, digesting right now this is what it is there's ways to do it where you don't actually hurt anyone you can let those thoughts flow and keep them in a safe parameter where you're not sending judgment at people really what do you mean you're justifying talking shit yes I am because as I've learned is when you just cram it all in your teeth literally start to fall out when you're not saying hey that's fucked up I'm for real that really happens and if it doesn't happen physically and literally, it'll start to happen in your dreams. And I hear about it from people a lot. And I've experienced it. Whoa. Look at all the bubbles. Look at all them bubbles. So as humans, we've found that it's detrimental to ourselves and each other to talk about things in a way that stresses us out. Makes us feel worse than it's like passing it to somebody else. What's that movie? Oh, taken is not it. <laughs> Damn it, it's the one with the time is on your, on my side song, the Rolling Stones song, Fallen. And it's it's a, the devil or whatever passing from person to person, a demon or whatever. And he'll, like, you know, pass the person he's in, will be singing. Time is on my side, and then they touch somebody else, and then that person starts singing it. So that song is showing you that it's going from this person to person. That's kind of what these negative thoughts are. How do we do that it ends with me energetically? Well, there's, I'm sure there's a million practices. If you're an energy worker, you just thought of like 15 that would work for this, right? It just popped into your head. And I think it'd be cool if we just did like a basic one real quickly. I think there's going to be a lot of versions of this kind of thing. Because we're going to realize that it's a gift to be given these negative thoughts. It's like being handled at somebody's like tangled necklace. It's like precious to them and they don't want to throw it out. And It's got all these charms on it. Their grandma got somewhere and her grandma added to it. But it's tangled and it's gotten rusted because it's tangled. And they know they can save it. It might... Break apart in a few pieces. They might have to turn it into something else. But as salvage fairies, this is this is something. The salvage energy is coming in strong because we have so many things that are not being used that it's literally creating forest fires. But we're starting to use them. Did I start to go? Did was I was I going blue? Was that too negative? You need more bubbles, don't you? You need some bubbles. Yep. Yeah. Ready. We're going to do a little bit here. Oh, it's better. Was it cold when it first came out at you? Or was it warm? There we go. Can we open this a little bit? Here we go. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Toil and chuckle. Stirring and stirring my food. Good job, the so what are you doing? You're on a unicorn? You're on a unicorn next to a troll. That looks very magical. You're getting very good with your toes. You're getting very good with his toes. Did you like to pick things up with your toes as a kid? I did. Let's do this. with the side. What are we going to do? Turn this off, turn this up, turn this up. Hi Here it goes. Ready? You want some water? You want to drink some water? Thanks, guys, for hanging out while we're so we're getting all cozied in the bathtubers. Getting all gigging good. Huh. Here, you want to take a water? What? No? No, no. Never mind. Mommy got around that. I didn't get it wrong. I tried something, it wasn't what he wanted. I think in a lot of times in parenting when it, we, kinda, we guess wrong or whatever their needs and then we say, oh I guessed wrong or I got it wrong we just put ourselves in such a shitty place instead of just saying, oh let's try something else and that's kind of where the it ends with me thing kind of is, right? That, it doesn't mean that other person won't carry the portion they still have left but they've given a little bit of you and it's up to you what you're going to do with it and in this way insults insults can kind of become a really cool responsibility thing to release. Oh, I bet it would feel really good to release like all of the insults that you keep at the back, the base of your head. The back of your skull, that occipital ridge, they all just sit right there and then carry down your neck and sit on your shoulders, like things you have to live up to. That you're not whatever enough, often enough, anymore. All those things that you feel like are going to dictate the next decision you make because they're sitting there on your neck, they're turning to your head, your skull. Remember in my big pet Greek wedding when she says that the man is the head but the woman is the neck? Well. If we think of our systems as kind of a related thing, you know, everything's an analogy for everything else, we, it's easy to picture our heads, okay, so say your head is male, right? It's very logical, it's choosing to what it's looking at, and then the neck is choosing movement, the action. Do you think women came first before men? This is all leading up to our practice. Don't worry, I haven't forgot. Ooh, is that on your toe? That's so cool. The water comes out on the toes. You know why we talk like that to babies? It's how their ears work. It's how they hear us best. They really tone out a lot of the, uh, because it would be very scary. They don't hear a lot of it. You notice they kind of start to get scared of it? They're not only waking up consciously, but their hearing is getting broader. It's pretty cool, I think. I don't know. I have a bit of attitude still. (laughs) So much attitude. I tried to get rid of my attitude. I tried really hard. I actually tried to be, like, a good person in the Abrahamic sense. And it was so shitty. Like, I was trying to give everything up. And, oh my god, live for everybody else to... It doesn't change anything. It actually makes you so mean. I think that it throws the balance off so hard. Um, that you have to fight for your own self-care constantly. Because your body knows that you need it. Your soul knows that you need it. But your lessons are telling you you don't deserve it yet. That God will hand it to you when you deserve it. When you work hard enough. And he's already handing it to you all over the fucking place, but you're ignoring it because your self-worth is garbage. Mm Mm-hmm. Talking to myself loud and clear here. And that's what coming out of religion feels like. It feels like reminding myself... Because I didn't grow up with it. If you are uh, if you haven't listened to my other podcast... I grew up... Uh, very Northern California... Kind of hippie parents. You know? And... Uh, religion was kind of just viewed... As like this thing that was fading out anyways. And... I got really fascinated by the art. And the conviction of it. They were so sure that they were right. And I came from... You know, just kind of being aware that we didn't know, and I don't know. I guess church just seemed cool. I wanted to like get wear the uniforms and I was going off of what they said to outsiders. It sounded very cool, but once I got in, I realized just like any club where they're telling outsiders isn't what they're doing um. You know, the divorce rate isn't lower, they're not happier, they don't actually do more charity work. I thought they did, I really believe their numbers, but looking at it, it's not entirely the case. Actually, Akon does a ton of shit, where's the media in that shit? I just saw Akon, the rapper, he got, uh, I like rappers, they do a lot of cool shit. I like rock and roll guys too, I, I, I don't know, I like whoever that's doing cool shit. Um, But ACON got like 80 million people now have electricity in Africa because of ACON. That's fucking crazy. Where is that? Why am I hearing about fucking uh, the measles outbreaks? There's been zero measles deaths every day. People die from the MMR shot every single day. The numbers are there. Just go look at them. Go to the CDC website. That's all I'm going to say anymore. Google the third leading cause of death. And then come at me with your mandated health care. Make me go into that system. Yeah, fucking right. As our survival rates go the lowest they've been ever, we're hitting pre, we're hitting gold mining survival rates right now. They say suicide is a problem of the privilege. You don't feel like you're useful, everything's already there, it's provided. You don't have to do anything. I know I'm removing a lot of the the privilege from my own life. God, that's a hard word to use anymore, isn't it? So tainted in every way from every direction. It springs all these feelings and arguments up because there's no you can't argue for your fucking ancestors. I'm sorry. I'm sorry and as a psychic and somebody who does ancestor work I completely fucking understand connection to ancestors I do I completely understand but to come to this earth level and try to make somebody that isn't emotionally aware isn't capable of emotional awareness yet they're young they're children try to make them feel responsible for something they don't know anything about and to carry that guilt and then fix it Are you fucking kidding me? That's as crazy as making a bunch of guys be goddamn celibate and then putting them in charge of goddamn children. Hey, do you not do well in society and want to live alone? Here's a bunch of fucking kids. Make sure you don't have sex with anybody. Really? That's just denial of nature. I'm sorry, men, you think about sex. If there's a man listening to this that disagrees with me, you're the exception. I know a lot of guys. Sorry. It's not cultural. Global. What's cultural is how they talk about it, how they cope with it, how they address it. Women think about sex just as much. No, they don't. Women that say that don't know women. And they don't know men. They just don't. I've had that argument 15,000 fucking times. Women that say that have been lied to by men and told that, oh, no, that's just other guys. I don't do that. You know why they lied to you? Because you'll fucking cry if they don't. They lie to you all day, every day. Because you're just going to fucking cry. And they can't stop it. And they can't do anything. And when they fucking try to, you treat them like shit. This is everybody everywhere. It's universal. It's our reward and barter system that we've come up with to keep each other in check. Men can only go so far. Women can only go so far. We both have different ways of being abusive and fucked up. If you haven't been abused by a woman, I'll be fucking shocked. Or you may just classify it differently. I guarantee... If, you're, if you've dated somebody, if you've been a person who dates, you've had interactions that if you looked at them third person, you go, oh, I created that. Oh, that fucking sucks to see it now this way. And maybe just don't be shocked. Maybe that's the point is to remove the shock. That's what keeps overloading the system. How do we get them to not be surprised when something happens that's so predictable? Apparently, I was gonna do a long pause to let you think about that one. How's that? That's a lot of bubbles. You got a lot of bubbles. There's a lot of things I say that people make people worried. I don't mind making you worried anymore except for the fact that sometimes it makes you attack me. As if I am the source of the worry. You know, other people hear me and they don't worry. They feel empowered. Or they feel rejected. Or they feel fun or enjoyable or whatever. They feel whatever they feel when they listen to me. But this is me no longer taking responsibility for your triggering and your privilege because there's no fucking way for me to know what it is without sitting with you for fucking 27,000 hours and I'm not going to do that with everybody. Our language isn't there yet. So when you hear something offensive, no, it has nothing to fucking do with you. So how do you make a comment, end with you, and not be offended? And not feel like you're daring the universe to give them to you? Doesn't it feel that way when you say, I don't want something? Don't you feel the dare aspect of it coming? Don't do it. She cried from her window into the moonlight. Don't go away. I need you here. But she was longing for the sadness more than she longed for him. I just made that up. But you get what I'm saying. It's like that with anything. So what do we want to have happen? In our little universe? Have we been deliberately choosing? Or have we just been sifting and sorting and making a don't pile from here to the moon and back? Here's a pile of everything I don't want. I've spent 35 years building it. Don't. Touch it. Don't look at it. You can't touch it. It's what I don't want. I've built it for 35 years. I've spent 35 years building this, and you won't touch my don't pile. It's all don'ts. Hold on. I have to go look at it one more time. I'm going to go sift and sort it one more time. Make sure I don't want this. I could do something with it. I could do something really great. I bet that one would make me president. If I had that story, that don't, I bet I could wear it around my neck like a frickin' art piece and everyone would elect me. Oh, that sob story, that would get them good right in the gut. You start to feel like something from J.D. Salinger's collection. At least I do anyways, all the time. (laughs) Have you read Franny and Zoe? It's a great book. Have you felt this energy work happening? Can you tell that conversations are energy work? I know you can because you've been avoiding them, haven't you? Don't touch my don't pile. I very carefully made this pile of things I don't want. And if I let them loose, they'll be out in the world. So I have to keep my shoulder blade very, very stiff and just cram everything underneath there that I don't want so that you can't have it and won't see it. I'm doing this for you. I'm protecting you, darling. This is yours. Mind we share all these don'ts, don't we? Don't we share our don't piles underneath our shoulder blades and along our spines as they drip down into our anus and make us sick? That's disgusting, Angie. This is a family podcast. No, it isn't. But you're called Eukaryota Family Band. Maybe I will be one day—a literal band. I've thought about it. But for right now, what I am is a human cell singing by myself. I have everybody singing around me, but I've been singing a lonely tune. (laughs) I've been in my solitary confinement. For good reason. I couldn't be out. I would have destroyed you. I was pissed and angry and leaving a religion that is huge. More than huge. And they all say it's crumbling, we're watching it fall. But we're not there, are we? In that room. Barbara Hanclau pretty much is. She's an amazing author. I've never read, read anything she's written. But she's an author and she's a person that's amazing. So I assume she's an amazing author. What if it's garbage and terrible? Nah. I've read garbage and terrible and I've met those authors. Her shit ain't garbage and terrible. But what if it is? You've recommended it. Don't you learn things from terrible garbage too? You learn to put them in your don't pile? You're not being very picky, are you? Oh lord, we have new neighbors moving in and I hope FedEx isn't here. Real world problems. We have one or two. I don't want to air my problems anymore. It ends here. But don't you want to talk about them and vent? Oh, I've been venting for so long. All I can smell is the smoke from these problems burning beneath me like a fucking smoldering pile of just bullshit and that's okay too but I'm done smelling of the reek of the things that other people do I can't change these things what else am I gonna fucking do hold everybody captive while I figure out what to do hold everybody emotionally where we were before it happened so we can progress as if it never did. Nah. Love, love, love. What are we gonna do? We're gonna sit in the bath. And we're gonna make bubbles with the boo boo. And we're gonna sit in alignment. Whenever I'm really on something, he starts staring above my head. He's about 22 months-ish. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Calendar's all garbage. I guess I need to say stop saying things like that. Why? Should I lie to you so you can fit in? I don't know. It's hard. Because sometimes we think something's a lie and we educate our children that way. And then we find out that it was true. And we were the ones that were mistaken. It. it can happen to anybody. <laughs> but I'm not superstitious about my words. I use them for emphasis and not for hatred. Sometimes I use them for hatred, don't I? And that's okay, too. Letting it go in the ground and wash away in the floodwaters. Like the Florence and the Machine song. Should we go drive around listening to Florence and the Machine? It might rain a little, but it is Sunny blue skies, right now, too. Oh, but the road is closed. It is. So, what will we do? We could play in the backyard. Oh, Oh. is it time to release? all the insults from our spine that we've carried from everybody all the abuse oh gee we hate that word all the times someone showed us an untruth or broke our boundaries and limitations because we're learning to trust ourselves that we'll stand up now too that's a big part Being able to be in situations where we haven't stood up for ourselves before, we can do it. We're armed, ready, prepared, intelligent. We know what to do. We've been through emergencies. Mm -hmm. Fires and medical procedures and relationships. Canceling weddings, postponing I should say. We're still doing it. Just getting back on track and wanting to do everything all over again has taken some sitting with. And I don't hold false expectations that I can hyper jump. (laughs) Hyper jump like I just did. That was a hyper jump down with Evan. (laughs) my physical reality the way I can my emotional like it works on the other planes it's easy to get addicted to meditation and to prefer it over the real world because everything in 4D is so instant that waiting here is kind of like how we say you know the delayed gratification you have hiccups here from laughing that's so sweet. Hiccups are when your diaphragm, the muscle under your lungs, it usually goes like this. And then every once in a while goes, whoop, like, Hiccup! Boop. It gets out of rhythm. And that getting out of rhythm makes us giggle. Or it can make us frustrated. But it's gonna make us something. Cause it's a big burst! So it's gonna go, so! So what we just made it funny. What if it was just fun? What if it's just fun to wake up, and it wasn't angry or frustrating? But what if we have to be in a meeting? What's the worst thing that could be that could happen if you were funny instead of frustrated in a meeting? They might laugh. They won't take you seriously. So what if they don't? Who wants serious people? They angry. But there's times for serious. We'll see. Right now, it's not one of them. We'll see if moving forward, if we have to put on our serious face, then we will. But right now, I don't know. We might just stay. Bye, Silly. Even if Roger Rabbit tried to warn us that movie that said, oh, if you can't stop laughing... Remember, it was the bad guy saying that they should stop laughing. The good guy said, just laugh and laugh and laugh away. Hiccup. And laugh. But that gets tiring. So then we can go to peace. Yeah. Are you hungry? I need some lunch or something. Yeah. Let's say goodbye to the nice people. Thank you for following Yuka Ryota Family Band and the Between Blue Worlds Podcast. (laughs) We love you.